Hey, warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. This is a place where we delve into all aspects of wellness, face yoga, beauty, holistic health, and feeling good. And this week I am chatting to someone who fits that description perfectly. It's a lovely facialist, Abigail James. Now you may remember she came on ooh, over a year ago now, if not longer, and we had such an inspiring and informative chat. So I wanted to get her back on again. We talk about life and business, but we also really delve into talking about microneedling as well, which I know is something which many of you have been asking about. So she gives some really great information about that. And I wanted to remind you guys that I have now launched my brand new second business, which is called Soul Purpose Business. And this is business coaching and advice for women who love wellness and really want to make a big impact on the world whilst following their sole purpose, whilst looking after their holistic health, whilst having the freedom and flexibility of time for themselves, but also establishing themselves as an amazing brand, both online and in person, and really understanding how to use social media and beyond but really make a profitable and impactful business. So the first course on this amazing journey in sole purpose business is called Be Your Own Brand. And it's a 10 session, high level coaching, group coaching, all led live by myself via Zoom. And it starts on May the 18th. And it is so exciting because I cannot wait to share everything I know from the last 17 years of being in the wellness industry, how I grew my brand, how I market myself. Now, this is ideally for you if you are already established in business in some way. So you've already either got the idea and are about to get up and running or you're quite some years into your business, your brand, but you really want to scale it and take it to the next level. This isn't for you if you don't yet have any business idea. Um, this isn't for you if you are just thinking about starting a business. You already have to be fairly established. Now, in the future, I may well do some courses about completely starting from scratch, but this one is definitely for you if you're already established. So if you go to yoursoulpurposebusiness.com, that's your soulpurposebusiness.com and you will find out all about this brand new course. So without further ado, let's go into this week's episode with the gorgeous Abigail James. Abigail, welcome back again to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I'm really good, thank you. And uh, yeah, nice to be nice to be invited back. I know, it's lovely. And I think the first time you came on, we were right in the middle of full lockdown. So it was crazy times then. And I know you were having to massively adapt everything you do. You weren't in clinic. And I know now you're back in clinic and you're super busy again. So how has that transition been for you? Yeah, well, it's been a transition. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's probably an un understatement to be honest because uh you know as a as a hands-on therapist that's been my feels like my life for for you know mo most of my adult life so the whole covid thing of actually having to close my clinic as with many many people in my industry it, it definitely came with its challenges 
So I moved my clinic. I was in Mayfair previously, but uh, the hotel that I was based at, they actually remained closed for the whole of, of I'm going to say COVID. So it, it made me, you know, to make some decisions, some tough decisions. There's some emotional uh, things to, to work through. But I think it's been a time for many of us, and I can obviously speak for myself, uh, a time of change and adjustment. And I felt quite fortunate that I, I, I was able to do that. So I've now set up a more private, exclusive clinic in Surrey, which is actually in my home. Uh, and I feel very fortunate to, to be able to do that. And it's good to be back with clients. It's a very different business model to how it was, but it's great. I think now it's allowing me to manage my own mental health and stress levels much better with the business model as how it's evolved. And it's also allowing me time to focus on new aspects of my business. But physically being back with clients is, is just amazing. It's kind of what I, one of the parts of my job that I absolutely love. That's so nice. And it's so nice to see how now you've got a bit of both. You've got a bit of that sort of pre-COVID life in many ways, where you're hands-on, you're with your clients, you're doing your treatments and your facials. But all of that other stuff that you really delve deeper into during COVID, you're still able to keep that going as well. And of course, you've got your so your second book coming out. Um, yes. Yes, which is super, super exciting. So obviously, you've been able to do projects like that as well, which must be really nice now. You've got sort of the best of both worlds. Yeah, so absolutely. So my second book is called The Glow Plan. And I would have never had the time or the mental space to dedicate to a second book if COVID hadn't have happened. I think a second book would have always remained a bit of a dream, to be honest. So I'm very thankful for the time to, to be able to focus on that and, and create uh, the glow plan. And yeah, I'm still, I know we talk about COVID times. It's suddenly as if COVID has finished. Um, you know, yes, which um, hasn't, let's face but, but, it. But it hasn't. And I think the impact and the repercussions of COVID time has done for many of us, many of us are going to be dealing with this for years to come. So my business changes, they're still evolving. You know, there's lots of things that I've got on the back burner and kind of juggling along, which, again, if, if it hadn't have been for this time, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been able to do. So it's still evolving. And I, I feel very fortunate. Well, one of the things I feel very fortunate about is actually having a very supportive partner who is allowing me this time and space to regroup and grow and, and everything else. So I feel very fortunate to have him in my life as well, to be honest. Oh, that's lovely. And that's really nice to, to talk about the people in your life as well, because I think from an outsider looking in for many, many businesses or many, many sort of public figures or well-known personalities, whether it be within beauty or wellness or other industries as well I think it's easy to think that it's just them but actually there is always that support system and support team whether it be an actual physical team of people helping in the business or whether it be 
partners or family or friends or children and actually that really helps as well so I'm really pleased that that you mentioned that that's that's really lovely and how does he find you working from home now? Well interestingly I I don't really talk about him (laughs) uh, on on social media yeah Uh, he does have a name he's called Charles Um, he's he's doesn't have a presence I I don't think you could even google or find him anywhere on, on online anywhere so uh, he's very private from that point of view, and he's obviously seen me go through a massive shift and emotional change and turmoil with my business so dramatically changing. And then, from a financial point of view, you know, I because I am my business, I didn't qualify for any furlough. So, you know, financially, he has been a, a huge support as, as well as emotional support. And he's very, uh, he's just very supportive in, in so many aspects of, you know, being a, a female entrepreneur and a partner and, and a mum and all of those things. So, so yeah, and it, it, you're absolutely right. I don't think previously in my career, because I'd spent so many years over a decade as a single parent with three children, I never probably fully appreciated actually what team and those people around you can massively bring to the table, even if they might not be physically in your business. My mother used to call me Little little Red Hen. I don't know whether you know that book. Yes, I do. Yes, Yes. The Little Red Hen. It was even a jest that, you know, I should have called my business The Little Red Hen because fundamentally she, this Little Red Hen, she, you know, she's asking for help or bits and pieces. And anyway, she ends up making this loaf and basically hasn't had any help from anybody around her. And at the end of it, she's like, well, no, I've made this. And I'm going to eat this myself. But it was just this attitude of, no, I don't need any help. I can do this. And that was probably my mindset for many years. But that definitely has shifted. And as much as I've got my children who are I call them children, but they're adults. You know, George is now 23 and, you know, working in business herself. So I've had them as my little support network, but now I've definitely got a broader support network. And even within my business, I have Alex who helps me with my client bookings. I couldn't manage my diary without Alex. She's just an incredible support and she helps keep my clients my physical clients happy as well and then you know I've got some people that help me with promotions and someone else who I've recently brought in this is off the back of chatting to you to be honest Danielle uh you're a brilliant business mind and mentor as well uh you know who's helping more with other bits of admin and social media so it feels good and a shift for me to let people in to be able to support. That's so lovely. And actually, as I listen to you say that, it sounds like you stepped even more into your feminine energy. So I believe that all of us, whether it be male or female from birth, have a a masculine and a feminine energy. And actually, you know, a yin and a yang. And actually, they need to 
both be present and um, both be working together in harmony and, and in union. But actually, I think what many of us do, and particularly if we go through quite challenging times like you did, of course, as a as a single mum and setting up your business and lots of other people will resonate with that and going through difficult times. What we tend to do is we tend to step a bit more into our masculine energy. And that's exactly what you said about that little red hen, you know, trying to do everything yourself, not needing help from anybody but actually when we surrender a little bit and when we say okay I'm going to step into my feminine energy which is more about the nurturing which is more about the community which is more about the collaboration which is more about asking for help for things that perhaps are not our skill set or we're not good at or asking other people just to support us through difficult times we realise we we come out stronger from that. So as I hear your story there, it sounds like that's you, what you've really sort of stepped into more. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, totally. Um, and for me, it, it is. I, I'm not going to say alien. You know, I'm 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 a female. I've got friends. I've got family around me. But from a, a business point of view, it is or it was alien. To actually let let people in to to do that supporting, and also to be, I mean, the past. Hey, I'm a, I'm a bit of a crier anyway. <laughs> the slightest thing, my eyes well up. Um, but I think over the past couple of years, I've during COVID, I've I've cried a lot, and it's also allowing yourself to be vulnerable, and not just to be vulnerable in private. I spent many years being vulnerable in private as a single parent. Um, you know, when my kiddies were younger and we were struggling financially and reliant on benefits and things, and you, you're trying to earn a living and get yourself off that conveyor belt that, you, that you're stuck in. I do my emotions and crying in private in the bathroom, in the shower, so the kids couldn't hear. And you'd always have to put on a front and a face to, you know, make the kids feel safe and secure and that they have this really strong person <laughs> leading their ship. And I think as my kids have grown older, as well as, you know, COVID hitting you, and as well as the menopause kicking in, let's throw that in there as well, you know, life throws you some things where, I think you you do realize that sometimes constantly being that go 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 isn't necessarily continuing to serve you in the way that it might have done in a previous point in your life and I think allowing you yourself that that change and like you said that feminine I've not actually thought of it of the male and feminine but that perfectly dis describes it um you know a little bit more vulnerable with your emotions but that doesn't mean weakness mm -hmm. and I think that's a really really important thing to also take on yourself that being vulnerable doesn't doesn't mean any lesser and I, I actually think when there's you know more of you collaboratively uh, that's that's a stronger you know with friendships and more support around you. It is. And it's actually amazing when we show our vulnerability, how much it can help others as well as help ourselves. Um, I found both in my personal and professional life, when I have talked about difficult moments or certain emotions that I was struggling with or feeling, that actually it's been amazing how many other people have said, 
oh, Danielle, I now don't feel so alone, or I don't feel like I'm the only one going through this, or it's so refreshing to hear that other people's lives aren't as perfect as we often perceive on places like social media. So it can really be, like you say, not a, not a weakness, but a huge strength for ourselves, but also for other people as well. Yeah, I think there's definitely been a shift with a big chunk of social media that I think even let's say you know three years ago pre-covid there was less vulnerability in people sharing their their real selves but there's definitely been a shift that there's more honesty and real life out there and I think that's important I find as, as someone who does have a presence on social media there's a few things I'm going to say I struggle with because there's an element that yes I want to share the real and the vulnerability but actually if I share the extent of what that can be people are going to get fed up of me whinging and moaning you know we we all go through those phases so there's a real balance there between how much you share and how much you keep as private and how much also you just want to put out there as just positive and actually, yeah, you know, I mean, even though I might be feeling crap, I'm, let's let's be positive today. So there's a real fine balance. I'm I'm also finding myself a lot more private on social media. You know, the end of last year, I uh, I took myself away abroad. I I needed some time to switch off, and I was very much feeling because the world wasn't necessarily traveling and not everybody could or, or whatever. I really, previously I'd have shared that on social, but I kept that very private because I just didn't feel it was, I don't know, I, I, whether it was relevant or, you know, I think sometimes there's a sensitivity that you have to gauge. And I, I don't know whether you're feeling this at the moment, but especially with everything going on in Ukraine, there's an element of, I really want to be able to share certain things but others but I'm going wow I just there's a sensitivity and I think we're all feeling really shocked upset vulnerable scared about certain things that are unfolding in the world and I haven't yet quite got it straight in my head of how I want to communicate that without being doom and gloom and also without avoiding the, the topic, it's a really fine line, I find, with all aspects of social media. And I think the world at the moment keeps throwing us things that, you know, we have to be conscious of. I feel like I digress slightly, but... I love it. I love the digression. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting because I go through similar thoughts and feelings almost on a weekly, sometimes even daily basis. Yeah. And... You're so right. It is about finding that balance. And I think that's the same with social media, but also just with friendships and relationships we have. You know, times when we're feeling really, really down and a lot of things are happening, it's important to be vulnerable and share this to an extent with our friends, our family, our acquaintances, our team. But also we have to find that balance and keep in a sense of positivity in there as well and I think it is the same thing for for social media but I actually remember March 2020 when obviously everything was happening with Covid and really we didn't know whether we were all just going to be wiped out as a humanity you know we didn't know if we were all going to die there was a huge sense I remember for at least three months where there was massive fear in almost every human being that I knew and I remember thinking 
who is going to want to hear about face yoga when actually a lot of people are facing potentially their own or their loved one's death, losing their jobs, losing their homes? What um, Who am I and what am I to give out face yoga and I remember putting a post on social media saying a really similar thing and actually so many people messaged me and they said Danielle we need some normality we definitely need positivity we need good energy please please just keep sharing because actually I was thinking shall I just you know come off social media for a few months and just let everyone be and just let everyone focus on what was going on COVID but actually people needed that and I think that's also important to remember you know we do have to find that balance between that sensitivity of understanding and you know I've done last week I did a few lives and at the end of those lives we said that we were giving to the Red Cross and other charities in support of of Ukraine so we're doing things like that but it is about finding that that balance and knowing where our gifts lie and and you you know you've got these amazing share so I think even in difficult times people still want to hear and see those gifts And then just slightly changing directions a little bit. I'd love to delve into what is really your gift, which is skin. And I'm really interested to know what, particularly over the last two years and all the changes that you've had, is there any particular products or treatments that you're really using now that perhaps you weren't using so much two years ago? Maybe because the world's changed, maybe because your learning and education grows every day, as all of us do, or maybe because your client's skin and mind and body needs are different. Yeah, that's a good question. So I think with the past couple of years suddenly everybody being on zoom the vast majority of people you know whether it's meetings or family get-togethers people have been for the first time in their lives looking at themselves talking back at themselves during conversations you know you're looking at yourself on the screen and there's definitely been a shift in more requests for oh my goodness I'm seeing the aging process I'm I'm you know I can see my my double chin or the jowls or wrinkles or I think people have become more aware of their features and little bits and pieces that they're probably not quite so happy with so as much as pre-covid definitely people were asking for results I'm seeing more of that and possibly from a slightly younger broader bracket as well so with that you know I know you know I'm I'm quite well known for my face massage but if I just focus on in clinic treatments that I seem to be doing so much more now is uh, there's a couple of bits of technology one of them is its first level of of technology is microneedling. I seem to be doing a lot. I've got a machine called the Focus Jewel by a company called Linton. And it has the needling, but also radio frequency that goes down the needles. So you get the collagen stimulation from where the needles are physically entering the skin, but then you get a heat and a coagulation of the radio frequency heat as well. So from a results point of view, if we're kind of thinking texture, fine lines, 
I can treat scarring and quite deep scarring, you know, wrinkles. So it gives an amazing result for all of those, you know, key issues with, with aging. So I think there's also been an uptick of people accepting with certain treatments such as that there might need to be a little bit of downtime and a little is the right word for them to actually get you know quantifiable results you know I've used I've actually had that technology in my treatment room for the past 10 years but it's never been quite so popular and as in demand as literally from the past six months onwards yeah. And that's then, so interesting, actually. Sorry to jump in there, but I'm super interested in the, the microneedling. Um, I get a lot of questions. And actually, I was doing a, a Zoom call last week with someone who I was qualifying um, to be a face yoga teacher. And she was asking me about at home microneedling. And I said to look, it's so interesting because I have tried most at home tools, you know, partially from a personal interest, but actually a lot of it because I like to genuinely try things myself before I go and recommend it to people, to clients, my followers, customers, whatever it might be. But microneedling at home, I've always shied away from. Now, the reason I shy away from it, I'd be really, really interested to get some of your advice on this, is because I've had so many people contact me that have done at-home microneedling and have ended up getting an infection. Now, I would imagine mm. nine times out of ten is because they're not properly cleaning the tool with the alcohol afterwards, so therefore they are getting infection or they're getting dirt into the skin straight after they've done it. But it's always really sort of put me off because I I've heard more horror stories than I have positive. So actually what I usually say to people when they ask me, should I use it at home? Is I always say, well, actually completely up to you, but maybe go and get a salon treatment like one of yours first, see how you get on with that. But I know that you do do that at home microneedling. And I feel like I'd love some advice for me, but also for our listeners about how we can use it at home safely and also the difference between at home and in the clinic as well. Yeah, okay. So firstly, at home and in clinic is very different. <laughs> Saying that, it does depend on the practitioner. And this is actually, there's quite a grey area because I could say uh, add in microneedling into a facial or someone might be saying, yes, this is a microneedling treatment. And the depth of needle that they're using is so superficial, it's not really a proper microneedling treatment even though it is using a microneedling device so what you can use at home they're usually between 0.2 and 0.5 mil and that's referring to the length of the needle 0.2 and 0.5 yes generally at home and absolutely if we kind of focus with the at home uh, of how to do it without giving yourself a skin infection is you need to if you're buying a, um, uh, a little derma roller for at home it needs to be sterile when you first buy it so I don't know there is some things on Amazon and you know those kind of places but you probably need to be getting it from a professional in the first place to make sure it was manufactured and packaged in a fully sterile way first off the next thing is i would always be cleansing your face thoroughly first 
go over with a very light needle and the key is not to press into the skin. It's a gentle roller over the surface of the skin. And it's going in the same direction. You don't want to be dragging the roller off in different directions because that's when it's almost like if the needles were in the skin, it's not going to tear, but there's a roughness that you can get if you're changing direction regularly. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. And I yep. love actually that you've got, and just for anyone that wants to hear this again, you have got a really good YouTube video on this, which I often send people oh, I to actually when they ask me questions, I say that that you've got a great video on that. So just on, on YouTube, on your channel, isn't it? Yep, it absolutely is. So yeah, thank, thank you for that, Danielle. <laughs> um, so you also need to be very careful about what you apply immediately afterwards. Because it's not like you've opened up gaping holes within the skin, but you've got these micro, micro channels, minute when you're doing it at home. Uh, you know, you won't see them at all. But it just means that whatever you put on afterwards or had on the skin before is going to be able to absorb a lot quicker. And the vast majority, most of your products that you're buying over the counter or in the, you know, a beauty hall or wherever it is are not designed to work within the dermis they are designed to work on top of whereas if you've just needled you're opening up a an absorption channel that they haven't been tested with so if you're going to apply any serums i again i'd be taking your advice from a professional I would probably be swaying towards the more professional ranges that may have been tested in that way. So even that in itself could be enough to spark off an irritation. It might not necessarily be, you know, something that needs treatment, but you're going to get key ingredients absorbing quicker and further that, I don't know, maybe there's some synthetic fragrance in those in those products that your skin is going to like if it gets past that that surface. So that is a key thing. And then, like you said, after you've used your roller, I would always spray it with some kind of alcohol solution so that it's um, it's it's clean. It, it's been sterile afterwards. I think a lot of people will buy a roller at home and then not replace it. I would, it depends on how regularly you're using it. Let's say you're using it, I don't know, one or two evenings a week. You need to replace that after three months. You know, you need a, an, another sterile one. So with care at home and following all of those guidelines and not skipping any of them, I think it can be a benefit. But then if we come on to the clinic treatments, so I currently, I have two different devices i have one called skin pen which is fda approved for needling and it's a pen device rather than a roller with that device you're penetrating to the point of potentially causing blood spots and some bleeding it's a totally different method i would usually put an anesthetic cream on the skin first and then use that device so the difference from that and at home is vast and that goes with the the previous device that i mentioned the focus jewel with the needling and radio frequency 
dependent on the depth that I'd be working with that, I would also potentially put an anesthetic cream on as well. The difference with that is because you have the heat, there's a coagulation of blood. So you get less blood spotting, even though it's probably a slightly stronger treatment. Um, I think with all of these things at home, if you kind of follow the guidelines and do it correctly, it can be great. Uh, and if you go to a, a clinic or a therapist, have it done, you need to make sure that, you know, they, they also kind of know what they're doing, to be honest. So with your suggestion of do I buy a roller to use at home? Well, go and have an ex a treatment with a therapist. They're actually two quite different treatments, even though the name is practically the same. That's interesting. That is actually really, really enlightening. And in terms of a brand that we can use at home, which ones do you usually recommend? To be honest, I struggle with that slightly. <laughs> um, I buy in from a professional distributor and I can't remember the name people are always asking me what I think about the Swiss clinic microneedler I don't know if you've used that before I haven't tried that specifically mm -hmm. so no I know there's also another device which I think you can get on QVC yeah it might be called a, a glow pro let's have a Something look like yeah I've heard this before I'm googling this as well as we speak this yeah. is so useful for people Abigail because I feel like um you know, people need, well, we all, and I'm Proper saying advice. me Proper. as well, you know, we all do, um, because yeah. we're all learning all the time. You know, there's lots of things that I can give advice and expertise on, but I'm the first to say when I don't know enough about something, hence why I send people to your YouTube videos and often, you know, ask them to ask you that question. So the GlowPro, okay, let's have a little look. Okay, so there's lots of good studies on it. GlowPro Microneedling Regeneration Tool. Yes. Interesting. Okay, you can get that on Amazon and various other places. You can. Mm. It's quite an investment. Yeah. Um, and I think the needle length there is literally a 0 0.2. Okay. So it's a very it's, light one. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose what I do like about that is they're not just selling you a roller and off you go. Mm -hmm. there is some proper advice and guidance around using it but like I said it is an investment the device also has some type of LED in its head yeah. I don't know the science as in the strength of it I love LED but I don't know about the strength of what's physically in that head I, I have no idea yeah. um, but there there's more customer care and guidance about you know so so it's it's just going to be a little bit safer than buying a derma roller mm -hmm. off Amazon. Yeah. Right, I've just found mine. I'm sat in my clinic at the moment. Yep. I use, I'm currently using a brand called Vita Roller. Vita, V-I-T-A? Yeah. Vita Roller. And you're happy yeah. with that one? That one works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, this is the, the needle heads are titanium. Okay. Okay. It also, so for example, the ones I use, uh, they these particular ones have got 540 needles on the roller okay so that will even you know some of them will have a lot less than that the actual physical number of little little needles on it 
Great. Lovely. I'm looking. um, So the the GlowPro one, it's about in UK um, pounds, it's about £181, just so people know the difference in price. You can get microneedling tools, I know, for like £15. I mean, um, I don't know the the difference um, between that. But obviously, the the GlowPro has got the, the LED, so you're playing for the technology there. Yes. Um, gosh, so what I would say is some of them. Is, I'm looking, yeah. Sorry, carry if on. it's if it's fifteen pounds, mm-hmm. I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. You can't manufacture. I would be thinking a good roller. You're going to really be looking. I'm going to say at least forty to sixty pounds. Yeah. For for one that's got a good quality needle, ideally titanium. It's been properly sterilised in its manufacture. You just cannot manufacture that in in a cheap format so if it's cheap i'd i'd avoid it yeah and i i I don't i don't often say that Mm -hmm. about things because i think there's some great skincare out there that you know you don't need to be spending two or three hundred pounds on a pot of cream with these kind of things where there you know there obviously is a risk of infection if if it's not a sterile device uh if it's not a titanium because i'm guessing some of the cheaper ones could actually be uh have a you know I'm, I'm allergic to nickel and some people might actually have an allergy or an issue with cheap metals that in itself would spark off quite a nice irritation on the skin as well so but fundamentally I think the technology is amazing mm-hmm. it's working with the body and the skin's own ability to regenerate itself no chemicals needed and it is causing controlled trauma to stimulate new cell activity, new collagen production. So yes, it can be an amazing addition to all the other skin rejuvenation things that you might be doing. That's so interesting. And just looking up about it, so the Vita Roller, which you recommended, it seems like they're more targeted for facialists to buy, um, okay. interestingly. So it's often on, on websites where you can wholesale price and that type of thing. It seems looking up that the one that seems sort of quite like a bestseller amongst a lot of places, it's £60 and it's a Swiss clinic one, um, yeah. which is the one that I mentioned earlier, which looks looks quite good and got good reviews. But, you know, everyone needs to do their research, um, which is really important and take your tips advice and watch your youtube video with it all of that's really really going to help and you say about twice a week it's good to use it it varies from person to person i would probably start literally one evening a week see see how it feels see how your skin responds Um, if you're using retinols just be aware that if you're going to roller and then put a retinol on the skin that retinol is going to absorb quicker so just be aware with how you're physically adding it into your routine but yeah start one evening a week I mean hey you could do it I'm gonna I'd max out at three times a week I don't think the skin would need any any more than that and it also depends if you're having professional treatments as well you know if you're doing face massage you don't want to be doing too much face massage and rollering consistently every you know throughout the week you just want to be able to stagger that slightly and I definitely wouldn't massage after rollering I would massage first cleanse the face and then roll it agreed absolutely 
And just before we finish, I'd love to ask you, and this may be a tip from your book, it may be something which you talk about in clinic, but if you could give everyone your number one tip for healthy skin, what would that be? Mm, That's a tricky one, to be honest, (laughs) because I don't know whether it's just one thing, and this is what I do get across in, in my book, The Globe Plan, is you could, you know, I could say, oh, cleansing morning and evening, that's the best thing. But that, which is, it's, it's amazing and it is essential. However, if, if your diet isn't great, that's going to impact on what the skin's doing. So let's say we're now cleansing morning and evening and we've sorted out the diet. It's nice, you know, packed with lots of greens and whole grains and proteins and things and lots of fluids. But then actually we want some cell regeneration. Oh, well, we need some serums in there for some cell regeneration. So, and then we've kind of, we've got cleansing diet. We've got some cell regenerating serums in, but actually my stress levels are playing havoc on my skin. So I need to address my mental health as well. So it becomes this big jigsaw that all work collaboratively to support healthy skin. And I'm sorry, I wish I had one magic pot. (laughs) No, I completely agree. I completely agree. And actually, I think, you know, all of that compiled together is holistic wellness or self-care. You know, there's lots of ways we could put it. But really, it's just looking after ourselves from all angles, mind, body, spirit, soul, face, all of it together, because every one of those affect the other one. So, I mean, I would have said exactly the same answer. That's, that's wonderful. Good. I'm glad we agree. (laughs) (laughs) And when is your book out, Abigail? Okay. So uh, the Glow Plan is out, I think it's April the 12th. It is currently available on Amazon pre-order, but it's all those aspects that I've just mentioned. It dips into all of those and more uh, into the science of what's going on but also I've then developed a four-week plan and I know some people like plans to follow but I'm also not about rules and regulations so you know even if you just want to dip in and out of it you will feel happier and look healthier at the end of a period of time following these kind of guidelines so uh, and actually there is in week four I think we're adding in uh skin needling which I know we've kind of talked at quite some 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 length so I do go into that in the in the globe plan as well there we go I'm I'm so excited to read it well I was very lucky because um one of the lovely ladies on your team sent across a digital pre-copy and I've got a bit of time off coming up at the end of the week. So I'm going to really delve into it and read it all. And I'm so excited to, to look at it because it looks just such a gorgeous book. So definitely yeah. everybody go and pre-order it um, and then you can literally get it in your hands on publication day. And if people want to know more about your treatments and everything else you do, can you just remind us of your website and your Instagram handle? Yes, sure. So uh, you can find me at abigailjames.com. There's a blog on there as well called The Beauty Breakfast with loads and loads of information on. And then Instagram, you can find me on abigailjames1. You'll also find me on YouTube, but that's all linking off the, the Abigail James website. 
Yay, thank you so much, Abigail. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I feel like we could do like a five-hour podcast quite easily. We, we absolutely could. We absolutely could. We really could. Yeah. So I love it. You'll have to come back again because there's still so much I want to delve into. But I feel like what we've shared today is just going to be so informative for everyone. So thank you so much. It's a pleasure. It's uh, it's always happy, you know lovely to be here. So thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.